it's okay. We'll fix it in <laughs> editing. <laughs> I, I okay. figure we'll, it out. We'll fix it in post. It's okay. Fix it in post. Fix it in post, gosh. Okay. I'm in the middle of drawing something. I know that this is a, a um, this is an audio medium, but I'm drawing a um, okay. a horned creature of some sort. It looks like Scissor Man from Mega Man. How dare you even say those words in front of my face? I'm. You guys want to see what, what, what else I did? Very nice. Ooh, yeah. put that on a T-shirt. That's that. actually no, really I, no, nice. No, I can't do that. I follow directions online. <laughs> oh. She'll be mad if I use her design. <laughs> then change it. It's not the same. I put colors, you know, co different different colors. It's Welcome just back enough. to the cross. Shh, I'm doing the intro. Oh, okay. Welcome back to the Crossword Gaming Podcast. I hate you. I hate you. I'm done. <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to play anymore. All right, keep going. The podcast where we talk about crosses and forges and never gaming. Couldn't be us. Not once. I am one of your hosts with the most old Dan Mac. With us, we have L Darman213. C. We have Polybius Asterisk. Good morning. Uh, Diet Dr. Pepper does not taste like Dr. Pepper whatsoever. That is a fact. <laughs> And joining us for the first time, we have a very second. special guest. Definitely the second. Joining us for the very first time in <laughs> in April of 2022 is a very special guest who is our in-house resident on today's topic. It is a pleasure to be here, gentlemen. Dynamo Ned. Welcome back. It was quite some time ago. Have you really been on yes. one of these before? Yeah. What, how do you... Indeed I we believe were. we were talking Pokemon, actually. Uh, I were we? Oh, shoot. Hold up. I can pull it up right now. What's a Pokemon? Well, you see, it's a monster, and it goes in your pocket. <laughs> oh. That's why we call them Pocket Monsters. Pocket... <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Oh, uh, excuse you, sir. <laughs> yep, this is exactly as I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> Never change. I, uh, woo. Anyway, I what else? are what are we talking about today, Darman? So I, I had a a happening at my house where some people came into the house and brought a piece of gaming equipment with them, and it was absolutely debilitating watching. Something that is basically a flash animation demo being sold for $60 on the Nintendo Switch. There is a game being sold at GameStop called Chicken Range. And it comes... Range or Ranch? I love Chicken Run. I believe it's Chicken Range. Um, I actually have a link for it here. But it's it's the most garbage... Wonderful time. Oh. And dog water thing, but... I noticed it had um, this little like blaster accessory, so you could put your your Joy Cons in like the old uh, Wii Zapper the or mm -hmm. yeah. And so they got me. It, it reminded me that we have not talked about our favorite and least favorite peripherals. But uh, just as a PSA, this is not an actual game. We're gonna put it in the description, but this is not an actual game. I, I still, I, I'm telling you, 
If you find what do you mean it's not actually a game. I mean it is not actually a game. It is not functional in any way, shape, or form. It was hysterical because you so could not aim. You can't aim. That you cannot like play the game as intended. <laughs> it's still a game. It's just not a good game. It is. Look at this. Frequently bought together. This item. Chicken Range Bundle Nintendo Switch by GS2 Games. Game controllable controller compatible with Switch shooting games. Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus, Big Buck, Hunter Arcade, blah, 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 blah. Real fishing. Now, that's something I never thought I'd hear in the same sentence. With fishing Star World Tour for Nintendo Switch. So this is really just for all the rednecks out there that want to shoot things. <laughs> Wait, you know, so I, I can play... Any... <laughs> I'm sorry. I can play both Wolfenstein Don't apologize. and Big Hunt. Uh, uh, all I have to say is this chicken range Big thing Big is very much giving me um, Alien Hominid 2010 vibes. I have no idea what that is, but... Alien Hominid? Hold on, hold on. My sister-in-law got this game and... Because she works at GameStop. It's a whole thing, and she brought it over with her friends, and we were going to play it on our Switch because we had more living room space. We're like, okay. And the thing just does not work. You point at the right corner, and you're going to be pointing at the lower left corner. Like, there was no way to change the calibration. The motion sensor did not work. And we were jokingly saying, oh, you would probably aim better if you pointed away from the TV and you know shoot at the back of the house turns out that actually worked man running like the zappinator over there or something did you have the the sensor bar above your tv or below uh you know what we had the sensor bar mm, that doesn't exist with the switch <laughs> that's the one yep that's the one uh, any sense. exactly how did no it doesn't have you a sensor bar. You gotta Maybe set you it to the... above the TV. <laughs> this is actually a good question. Okay. Maybe Ned knows the answer. I'm just gonna use all your knowledge. What exactly did the Wii do when you said that you put the so, sensor above um, or below the TV? Without going into the, I love it. Without going into a lot of uh, technical detail, the Wii worked based on uh, IR tracking. Uh, like a lot of those peripherals from the mid 2000s did, um, and because they relied on IR tracking, it had to know where the sensors were to properly triangulate with the controller. Um, basically, the reason you had to tell it whether you were putting it above or below the TV was so that it knew which trig functions to use to figure out where the Wii mote was in space relative to where the sensor bar was. Because, well, because the Wii sensor bar, it had two sensors on each end, right? And the whole point of that is to form a triangle so that it can, right. you know, basically do trig functions to figure out where is the Wiimote relative to the sensor bar. That's how it was able to detect motion. Wow. Which makes sense. If That's I mean, really cool. If you could think, if, if I thought about it a bit harder, I'd be like, oh, yeah. It does make sense. So th this leads into the actual category the actual podcast topic as it were what are some of your guys's favorite and least favorite peripherals 
I feel like least favorite could go with any of the plastic <laughs> nuggets that Nintendo has come out with since the 80s. I mean, you're not My incorrect. least favorite peripheral is Polybius's left-handed Oof. mouse. <laughs> Sounds like a massive hope there, Dan Matt. You're just jealous because I'm good with it. It doesn't make any sense. It made me sense. It made me imagine. Cents. Imagine having to change the controls for literally any game that you ever play. I do that with every game I've ever played. Yeah. I mean, imagine not having to talk about being. Don't, basic. don't take his side, Darman. Have you ever remapped W A S D? Yes. I f- get bent. Literally. Because <laughs> sometimes you actually yes. unironically want to play E S D F. Although, that's fair. A lot Actually, of that's a, really fair. A lot of your MMO players will play ESDF or have weirdos. alternative uh, I, peripherals, like actual game pads. Uh, okay, but you don't... sorry. Hang on. Let's. <laughs> Net, Net no, has I want to. Ins- no, I want to insult you first. Oh, uh, what? Uh, you, <laughs> your opinion doesn't matter because you're a MOBA. So shoot, you're right. I just pressed. You're really on the queue. No, uh, I had a friend of mine who was big into Counter Strike uh, in the late 2000s. Um, his preferred control scheme was SZXC. SZXC. But how does your because it put him closer? Because it put him closer and in line with shift and control for crouch and run. Hmm. Everybody is now That's reaching for their keyboard to do this. Yeah, That's I am. I'm like, this. it feels weird. For Counter-Strike, space, yes. I, I guess that was for Counter-Strike? Yes. It's, is but, there jumping in Counter-Strike? There is. Counter-Strike? Okay. I just feel like if you're on ZSXC, you're... You're curling like your, thumb, your palm a lot. Your thumb is so close well, that's, to the space bar. Well, that's like the it, thing. I don't know, if, you, if you're on SCXC, well, if I the whole point of that control scheme for him was that it put his pinky on shifted control, and it allowed him to jump, sure, while also being able to press the keys for left and right. It basically let him bunny hop. Okay. Um, did he have baby hands <laughs> or severe hand like wrist issues? That feels like <laughs> super close together all i can imagine is his hand his entire hand with fingers out being like the size of my palm and uh, that would work let's see as i recall no he was i mean he wasn't that much smaller than me but i feel like you just wow. have to hit the other side of the space bar just to keep it you know keep your hand or your thumb from cramping well if i Which... put my keyboard at a 45 degree angle this actually doesn't feel uncomfortable but it's still awkward but Actually, I also, also have, I also have weird offset that, key rows. Well, that's what I was gonna say actually, because like, what's weird is that for me, the X and the S are not as in line as the S and the W. But now that I'm looking at it, the S and the W are also spaced oddly. They're like not right above each other, and so I'm probably gonna break my keyboard because I'm. <laughs> I've and never that's why that I use arrow keys, which makes the, arrow keys and spacebar quite the stretch for my hand. Yeah, what do you do for jumping? Spacebar. Seriously? Yeah. Like an intelligent human being. Oh, but oh, but then you can like you 
hold on. I'm starting to actually get it. I'm, <laughs> I'm starting to take back everything I've ever said <laughs> <laughs> about. No, hold on. Oh, you still you still use spacebar, but you've got yeah. But your hand is on the mouse. My left hand is on the. Why mouse. Why don't you use like circle or not circle? Uh, zero. That would make sense. How do you? I use zero for like an alt attack or like. You're also or something. a you're also a guitar player, so I feel I'm like you have the more music. natural. Although that's funky because the right hand is used for like picking on the guitar, which is kind of useless if you're trying to stretch your hands. So that's I use true, it for playing true. piano for a full octave. These meat claws right here can go full octave stretches. Sometimes I think if I was going to play a game that didn't require a mouse, I would do I would do the arrow keys and then like basically my fingers on the home row and my uh, like my left fingers on the home row and use the space for whatever that was but that's not a thing i mean a top uh, i do have to it all depends i do have to say plebeus i am uh, a bit jealous that you can do a full octave back when i played piano i could only ever do a sixth man well i you can do a full octave with your thumb pinky yeah i mean Holy i can do dingus. more than an octave hold up oh no <laughs> he's getting the equipment out so I, here's, I want like I want like an octave plus a third. Here's here's the keyboard. So here's the octave. I see it, which is not much of a stretch. Octave and a third. Uh, and a, I can, if I go off to the edge, I can go from uh, C to a F, an octave. Shining, above. shining C. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yes. I don't know. What <laughs> it's it's that. Yeah, I'm like all right. Oh, so that's an octave and a fourth, right? Yep. Uh, right here. Jeez. But that's if I hang off the edge. If I'm like, yeah. Man. Yes, these seem like the correct music terms from somebody who never took a music class in their life. It's okay. Uh, so I, C is C is like your, your both your bottom and your top, and a third is just like, the third. So there's eight, right? Eight. Yeah. There's eight uh, notes well, in between those two, including those two. Okay. We've a third gotten, is a third is the first C, are, and then the third one in that. There are eight full eight. tones, so C, but there are C twelve. If you include right, if you include full and half tones. Now is that is that twelve including? I mean, that's does that include the redundant? No, ones? because the like half tones C sharp like that, and B flat. Even though they have two different names, they're the same tone. So. It depends on whether you're talking about. Exactly. It depends on whether you're talking about a normal scale <laughs> or a chromatic scale. In a normal scale, there's. What do colors have to do with this? He's being facetious. Don't give him this. <laughs> I've always wondered what. In all honesty, I have wondered. Well, chromatic what that in this case refers to the fact chromatic. that you have all the tones between one octave and the next octave up, which is all twelve tones and half tones. But like a a, ma a major scale would just be the full tones, right? Mm, fellas, I'm gonna be frank and perhaps even honest. We've gotten so derailed at the moment. <laughs> I'm like, I I can go down the basics of music theory, going up oh, major, music minor. Is so wild. I love it almost as much as music history. But anyway, yes, peripherals, fellas. Yes. 
peripherals. I'm gonna back and go back a step. Talk about this peripheral that I've been using. This freaking junk Logitech keyboard for my Macintosh. <laughs> okay. The only reason I got it is because it was a solar powered, which means I can just stick it outside what? for an hour and it's fine. And I've I haven't stuck this thing outside in like six months and it's still going. The only reason I got it is because it had the uh, keypad on it, and I need that for Pro Tools. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, peripherals, fellas. <laughs> Why do so, you keep saying it that way? I think one of my favorite peripherals, peripherals or generations of peripherals were the GameCube peripherals. We had everything from microphones to attachments to go to other systems, uh, internet connections. My favorite peripheral on the GameCube has to have been the Game Boy Player. There was an that's pretty awesome. The Wait, attachment. Explain. Yeah, so the Game Boy Player let you play Plays Game Boys <laughs> GBA games on your big screen. Um, also, Game Boy Color games, right? Uh, Not just Game Boy Advance. I don't remember. So there was a slot size differential, and I don't think it allowed you to play the Game Boy Color games. There's not a slot size differential between those two. There was in the adapter. Like it wouldn't let you. Right, but they don't do slot. But they're the, the same, same size. They the keying's different. I see what you, I see what you mean. Okay. I don't have my Game Boy stash here to show you. Well, he said size. Okay, it's not a size issue. It's a keying issue. Well, a lot of games made use of the Game Boy Advance, uh, the player attachment. Um, one of the cool things you could do with it is there were multiple game series where if you were operating the GameCube game and you had a matching Game Boy Advance game, you could plug in your Game Boy Advance with a controller adapter into the GameCube, and you can do things like trade Pokemon back and forth through your GameCube. Okay, I've done that before. Well, not through my GameCube. I didn't have a GameCube. But I get um, That's how you played the Zelda Triforce Adventures with multiple people. Wait, so yes. could you just daisy chain stuff together and play multiplayer games with all your buddies? Theoretically. Thick boy land party type beat, you know? Just like have like Game. 40 people. GameCube land party. That's amazing. There, there, there was. was. There was actually a land adapter specifically for Double Dash, I think. Oh, let's go. That's awesome. Yeah, because you to so have you do eight four, players. So you could have eight players of four carts. Yeah. That's pretty dope. I saw a video on all of the different like ports on the GameCube and a couple of them weren't ever used but they had plans for like adding a bunch of things. The GameCube was so under so it's so awesome. So the Game Boy Player on the GameCube was great. But did you know there was a Game it's Boy Player the for the Super Nintendo? I did. What? I did know this. I actually owned one up until before I moved. I had to sell mine. Was it just a cartridge that like allowed you to then put in a Game Boy? Which lets you put in Game Boy and Game Boy Color games, and you could play them on your Super Nintendo. That's how I played. That's so cool. That's how my brother and I were able to play uh, several of the uh, several of the first-generation Pokemon games. Man, that's such a superior way to play Pokemon, honestly. As we've all learned in the last few years. And so... <laughs> 
man. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, Ned, what are your favorite peripherals? Oh, favorite let's ones? see. Goofiest, fanciest. Oh, that's tough because there's <laughs> lots of... Um, well, if we're talking about console peripherals, um, probably one of my favorite... Polybius, what are you doing? I'm so sorry. Shit, bro, shit I'm next talking. <laughs> yep, backwards, I remember it. This is an audio medium. No one can see Polybius, but he's plugging stuff in. He's got cords and boxes. What are you doing, sir? I'm plugging in a, an external hard drive because I want to make sure that I have enough file space for all this nonsense. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. That's a good peripheral so, to have. <laughs> so, but yeah. Um, if we're talking about console <laughs> peripherals, um, I really think probably my favorite peripheral of all time was the NES Zapper. Um, yeah. Say what? Oh, like, gee. I grew up with an NES from the time I was very little. And to me, no one has ever got the light gun more right than the NES Zapper. What? I mean, so explain. Um, the sa so there's a little bit of a bittersweet thing here. Um, light guns actually don't work on modern TVs because they rely on the technology of a CRT bouncing electrons off the back of its phosphor screen to come back into the light gun to read whether or not a shot hits or not. Okay, that's actually ingenious. All right. And so light guns from like the NES, Super NES, Sega Genesis era, they just don't work on modern LED TVs because there's no phosphor backlight for it to, or phosphor screen for it to bounce off. But uh, the light gun was actually a technology that was originally developed in the 60s. But the, uh, anyway, I'm going far afield again. The NES Zapper, I think, got the light gun concept more correct than any other that I've seen. And that's including one of my favorite failures of a peripheral, which was the the Super Scope for the Super Nintendo. What's the Super Scope? Okay. I don't even know what that let is. me give you let me <laughs> We're only just a few years younger than you, I swear. If you say so. <laughs> these days don't okay so uh here is a link along with an image for you all oh i love both links and images donde esta we will put all these in the description so that's link to the super scope will we i will i don't know about you so the super scope <laughs> was a peripheral oh, for okay. nintendo holy thing and uh that's a blaster Someone 3D printed the Super Smash Bros. gun. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> someone get these kids off my lawn. Cringe. <laughs> it's like the kid, have you seen online, there was a kid who found a floppy disk and was like, sweet, someone 3D printed the save icon. <laughs> <laughs> It hurts my soul. Oh, speaking of That's wacky amazing. peripherals, um, uh, Ned is. Hang talking. on, hang on. Okay, let, let Ned finish about the Super Scope. So otherwise, we'll never get done. Floppy disk, though. I got a story. Short so one. the Super Scope, <laughs> yes, sir. Same scanning tech that Zapper did, but the problem with the Super Scope was that 
who had to have an additional receiver box that plugged into the controller port in order to use it. And so the problem with that was if the receiver box suddenly stopped working or didn't pick up the the phosphor reflection like it was supposed to, you know, your super scope wouldn't work. Uh, whereas the zapper, because all the technology was built into the zapper itself, even though it was lower resolution than the super scope, I think because it was all self-contained and it didn't require any additional connections other than just plugging it into the controller, then, uh, yeah, I think the NES zapper was the best implementation of the light gun concept. I'm here for it. Okay. Okay. But yeah, this thing looks nuts. Now, I, it was. Is it true that if you were playing like uh, Duck Hunt, right, which is what you use with the light with the light zapper, you could just point it at a light, and you would you would win every time. That's what I read. So, not. It it depends. Um, if you're just pointing it at a light, it may not work. Because the the way the zapper was designed to scan is it used the scanning tech for the CRT. You know, on a CRT screen, the reason you have the scan lines, you know, like on VHS tapes, is because the CRT screen is actively scanning all 480 lines of the, or if it's old enough, 240 lines of the screen with an electron gun every second. And so basically it used that scanning to figure out where on the screen you hit because it would reflect back on the phosphors of the screen and then reflect back into the zapper, which would register whether it was a hit or not. This is what I'm learning from everything you've said. Nintendo has futuristic sci-fi advanced technology and they've used it historically to make video games. <laughs> you know what? By 1980 standards, they... you're right. <laughs> By God, they've done it. <laughs> Honestly, they're the real heroes. They're like, you know what? We could make weapons, but then we'd kill. You know what? We'd kill all of our <laughs> customers. Let's just use video games. We'll kill them with obesity instead. It's much slower. And then in 2006, <laughs> they were like. Nah, we'll kill them with fun. Working out fun. Then there was Pokemon Go. Remember when that was marketed as... Yes, Wii Trainer. Oh, goodness. Oh, man. Wii Fit and Wii Trainer. (laughs) Wii Fit was nuts. There's a peripheral, the Wii Fit tag. Which you can easily easily overcome by just using the controller. Because if you were to hop on and use go for like a jog on the Wii thing, which would probably eat, probably slaughtered if you tried running on that thing. (laughs) But you could just use the controllers and just like play the drums and you'd be running at the speed of light. Man's hitting Mach (laughs) 2. Your Wii character losing like 3 million calories in a single run. Oh, Speaking of drums, oh, I'm sorry. We're going Donkey back to Kong? GameCube for a Donkey second. Donkey Konga. Mm-hmm. And Mac remembers. Donkey Konga. Something like that, yeah. They're all, okay, but there also was a Taiko drum Taiko drums for the United States. On the PlayStation 2, <laughs> and it came with a little drum, and it would register whether you hit it on the center oh. or on the outside. There's a, gu- there's a game called, like, Taiko something. Um... Where yeah, it comes with this with this drum. It's actually also an arc- arcade game, Taiko. Yeah, Taiko no Tatsujin. There's actually one Did that release stateside? on the Nintendo Switch shop right now. 
but it but it you don't get a drum with it obviously but yeah there was one uh it came with a drum uh i bought it for a buddy of mine who likes drumming it was very cool really really cool oh you can get the drum bundle for the nintendo switch for 120 dollars. comes with the drum you know what? i might do that yeah this is just japanese donkey i enjoyed Konga. donkey konga as a kid what a time what, what a time. time where's the podcast yet okay here we'll put this in the description as well polybius is putting <laughs> 17 links in the description <laughs> no description and it is your job to do your due diligence and check every single one of them out by god sorry i got everyone's hopes up Ooh. you know we we have <laughs> uh, we've talked a lot about uh nintendo <laughs> peripherals um and to be fair they they have a lot of peripherals. They have a lot. Let, let me tell you a peripheral that I think was incredibly underrated and I miss to this day, which is not from Nintendo, and that is the Connect from Xbox. The one that they used in Ghost Hunter or something. Did they? <laughs> really? Listen, the... the right, that's too for this is why I miss the Connect. I never played any games that had the Connect. I bought the Xbox One when it first came out and it came with um, Rise, Son of Rome. And that game, you could like yell to like for your men to fire and they would shoot, you know, arrows or javelins or pylons, whatever it was. Um, but I'd never had a game where I would actually like move around with the Kinect. But what was awesome is that you could control your entire home screen with the Kinect. You would just say, you know, connect, play Netflix, which was really, and that's really the part that I miss because when you have an Xbox and like you turn on a controller just to, you know, select something on Netflix, which takes you two minutes and then your controller just stays on because you're not going to take the time to turn the controller off, you know, like it, it was just like, it saved me a lot of batteries because I would just come home from work, plop down on my couch, be like, uh, connect, Netflix, net. Alexa. <laughs> yeah. Despacito. So it was awesome. <laughs> I, I really do miss it. I wish I wouldn't have gotten rid of it just for that reason. Now, that being said, I don't have an Xbox anymore. Or I do have one, but I haven't played it in quite a while. So it's not like I need it. You need to it. get Just Dance, Ooh. you know? But now they've completely stopped manufacturing them. So the Connect really like really tanked for whatever which reason. Is surprising. It did pretty darn well for the early days. So. I I think it was really in some ways the Connect was a product a bit ahead of its time. Um simply because, you know, today people like to use ALEXA so we don't trigger any of our uh, <laughs> people's devices. Hey Google. My phone just went off. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> no way. No. You have headphones on. <laughs> How loud are those things? Darman, do you? Oh, my gosh. You need to go to a hearing doctor. Look. Play Despacito. Hey, Google, um, buy $5,000 <laughs> worth of gumballs. That's like 20000 Place an gumballs. order on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe uh. this. Anyway, I, I think the Connect was really a peripheral ahead because uh, when it came out, 
in the late 2000s. Uh, the idea of having an always-on device that was listening for your voice at all times and that also could pick up your skeletal structure via infrared lighting seemed really weird and really sci-fi and really dystopian. Um, but yeah, now we basically <laughs> just all throw wiretaps into our house and tell it to do things, so... I mean, the Xbox One came out in 2013, so that's when that one... I remember that, though. No, there was huge... Yeah, no, there was huge... Oh, my God, Bill Gates is trying to eradicate humankind. Spoilers, that that conspiracy theory he's has also been around for at least with 20 years now. With um, the COVID vaccine. But he's also shorting Tesla, is apparently. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. yeah! What a dumbass. Wow. Good. I don't know what to say about that. That's why his wife left. Also, buying up significant amounts of farmland in the United States, but that's a completely separate discussion. <laughs> we could we could spend an entire podcast yeah. talking about I, I the do think, like, do's and don'ts of Bill the Gates. The connect really, if someone were to revamp that idea now, it'd probably be much better perceived because you know VR is becoming a real thing. Um, or it's trying to become a thing, but it, it hasn't really exploded yet, I don't think. Um, and the Connect was like AR, right? Like altered reality. So I feel like that would be a good stepping stone right, yes. to eventually this like VR world. So maybe it would be maybe it would be more successful now. But um, I, I I really think where Microsoft messed up was in making the Connect mandatory with the original Xbox One. That was their big mistake. By making it mandatory, they effectively said to people, we don't care what you think. We're going to put this device in your home whether you want it or not. If they'd offered it as an option or as like an upgraded model for people who wanted the Connect and its functionality, which, yeah, it had some good functionality paired with it, I think it would have done much better. And we would probably still be using the Connect to Imagine this day. Imagine the Connect, like I guess, Connect modernized technology, in com in conjunction with virtual reality, like headsets and handsets and all that stuff. We could have some real wacky stuff. <laughs> Connect, enable my think, aimbot, I, please. I think you have a good point, Ned, because <laughs> very shortly after the Xbox One was released, they started releasing the same console without the connect for a hundred dollars cheaper so even that like obviously that that increased the price by a hundred dollars just having the connect which again is something that people didn't always want so that was certainly a point of contention as well i believe the xbox one and the ps4 came out around the same time and the ps4 was a hundred dollars cheaper as well um, it was 400 versus the Xbox One with the Connect was 500. So that certainly was not good for them either. Right. I I really think Microsoft, un, whether intentionally or not, just kind of misread the market with how with the X One Xbox One's marketing. Um, like the the functionality you were talking about, where you could say, "Hey, Connect, play Netflix," was great. That whole the, the whole marketing around the Xbox One being the one device to be your multimedia center. That was good thinking. The problem was that when you try to market a gaming device as a multimedia center to broaden its appeal, that's not going to work with an audience that is extremely gaming focused. 
And then the Connect, throwing in the Connect, which costs an extra hundred bucks on top of that, with the additional fact that in 2013, when the Xbox One launches, Microsoft isn't exactly for having valuable mm -hmm. exclusives aside from Halo. Still aren't. <laughs> that's a good point. Still are not. Never have been, honestly. True. But that's a separate topic. No, I take that back. I mean, they that's... had Halo and Gears of War. I, I guess I didn't realize that Gears of War What's was Gears of War? Huh. Yeah, Gears of Sorry, War was originally <laughs> Gears well, of War was originally a Microsoft exclusive. Microsoft exclusive. So, well, they're probably oh, going to pull yeah. the. Yeah. It's going to be exclusive for six months. Garbage, but yeah, it's working for Epic Games. I'm still mad, Gearbox. If you ever listen, what? oh, f you, Randy Pitchford. <laughs> Sir, you're married. When, uh, I'm when still waiting on, on Tiny Tina's Wonderlands on Steam. <laughs> oh. <laughs> because they've got it like in their back pocket. Like, if it doesn't do well enough for on Epic Games platform, we'll put it on Steam. Because people like you, who yeah. really want it on Steam but are less patient, they're just going to Epic Games. I know. Well, and it kind of upsets me, but I don't blame them. <laughs> they're only just part of the entire problem. Raising my hand, teacher. This is an audio I medium. Mean, I have a peripheral. Right ahead. <laughs> I said it verbally. So, I was in lecture recently, and my teacher made a reference to a peripheral, also by a big company that people Every time he says uh, talk about stealing you, data. You wouldn't down. You bent, wouldn't steal literally. a car. <laughs> <laughs> I would if I could. Anyway, but my teacher made a reference to the Google Glass. Oh, uh, yes. Which was the Google Glasses. That you could be like, Google, take a picture. And it would take a picture out of like a little dingus on your forehead. I wanted those. And it was, they looked surprisingly decent. Yeah. But they were still like the goofiest thing at the time. I'm, I watched a video with uh, Tobuscus using them. I'm like, bro, that's real? What is this? Star Trek? Oh my god. I met gosh. an alpha developer who was using them. I, I, was, I was working... I was working in uh, in Kansas City at a community college, and there was a guy who comes up, and he goes, uh, can you point me to the administration office? And I said, yeah, it's going to be, wait a second, is that Google Glass? And he goes, you tell me where I need to go, I'll show you the Google Glass afterwards. I said, yeah, it's going to be right up there. Uh, Google Glass, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. can I just it was so those? cool. He had an app on his phone, um, and he was basically like, yeah, what you're seeing on this app, I can see in this little like cube of glass he was like it's the same as standing 10 feet away from a 32 inch tv screen and i was like that's amazing whoa i mean that's pretty cool um what i heard with those is that it there was some privacy issues and it got scrapped because of that however i have seen some ads on facebook recently that oakley has those glasses like they have them now yeah what who's oakley so, so calling oh. the so calling the issues with Google Glass uh, privacy issues is a is is wonderfully balderized euphemism. Um, yeah, the privacy issues was the fact that you could silently take pictures anywhere with it. Ooh, ooh, yeah. There's no way that could be a problem at the beach, at any place, at any convention. There was a reason it like in Seattle where they were doing a lot of the development they got banned like literally everywhere yikes indeed i feel like the technology is fantastic because like the idea of itself having like a heads-up display just in your sunglasses is pretty sweet 
Like, that's... That's cool, man. I mean, apart from, like, the... I never have to look for exactly. the time. No more looking at the watch. you just like, hey, Google, uh, what day is it? Who needs to remember Okay, so I was wrong. Anymore, it's not know? Oakley. It was Ray-Bans. And you can literally buy them right now. For $330. I posted the link. Uh, huh. You can also take pictures silently. Hands-free. Take Ayo. photos and videos hands-free and stay immersed in the moment. Hey, Ray-Ban Google Glass, <laughs> call Obama for me. Uh, <laughs> I think it also... <laughs> <laughs> oh, they they also have bone conduction, I believe. Oh, that's... Oh, that, okay, it, I do like that. Yeah, so you, you can, can hear... hear, kind of. It's going to sound strange because it's coming through your bones. It is pretty cool, though. But still sweet. And the fact that all that can be bought for five hunch. Sorry, three, <laughs> three thirty hunch. Uh, speaking of hearing things through your bone, don't look up microwave auditory effect. Oh yeah, that's what a horrible <laughs> yeah, thing a to tell time. me. <laughs> Microphone auditory effect. Microwave. Auditory. Microwave. No, the microwave auditory effect. It's a. It's wild. I love auditory sciences. Yeah, anybody else got any other wacky peripherals? I did. Did Microsoft ever come out with any others except for the Kinect? So, uh, there were. Uh, they had a lot of ancillary peripherals for the Kinect, for like the Kinect Sports and Kinect Adventure and all of those. But um, no. Uh, I have to say, Microsoft kind of got things right with their peripherals with the Xbox 360 and then its evolution into the Xbox One controller. And basically everything's been an iteration since then for their controllers. Cause... Yeah, but they need to do more with their controllers. I think Sony really showed them up since the PS4 with controller technology. And even uh, one of the d directors in Xbox said that they need to do some more. There's just so much more functionality with the PlayStation controllers than the Xbox controllers. And like you said, it's they're really just doing iterations at this point. There's not really a big change from generation to generation. At the same time, though, I think it's important to not fix something that isn't broke. They wouldn't be fixing anything. Different the only thing like... that matters right now with the Xbox controller is the way that it feels. But they could keep it feeling the same and add more things to it. Sure. I, I'm, I'm just curious to see what's going to happen with PS5 controllers when the adaptive motors go out. Yeah. Like, I, I, I just don't think that having something beyond a basic rumble pack and smaller motors for the small vibrations, right? Like, adaptive rumble feature, I think, is really cool. But the adaptive motors and, like, the triggers and everything, yeah. they just don't... I don't like them, but... You know, I I don't know if there's going to be a longevity issue with them, but it's one of those classic problems of how much engineering do we really want to cram into the device? Because, well, over-engineered... There's cost limitations. And because over-engineered devices are generally, like, they're fantastic, but they tend to be unreliable. Whereas the simpler you can make a device... It tends to be generally more reliable, but you sacrifice functionality. And so it's that trade-off of, do I make a simpler device that I know is going to be reliable, but cut out some functions? 
Or do I go for a device that's maybe a little more over-engineered and is able to do a whole lot more things, but may have reliability issues later? Yeah, I guess there's that sweet spot that you have to find. And you can't do it without... I mean, I feel like you, in order to find the sweet spot, you have to make some mistakes. And Xbox just hasn't tried. Which is fair, I mean... Right, they they haven't been willing to make those mistakes. Nintendo be like, how oh can I make goodness. this little Nintendo thing smaller? Is so <laughs> just revolutionary in gaming technology. They're always doing something new and different and better, and they're great. Well, not sorry, always. not better. At least in the game development. I'm still waiting for a reliable yes. Joy-Con. The drift. Uh, Joystick speaks. You're right. You're yeah, right. they're always trying to do something new and different. I don't know about better. They're doing something new, which is good, because if they do something weird and broken but different now, I mean, that weird broken thing might be good and fixed in the future. Speaking of peripherals and Nintendo, my favorite peripheral of all time... We went over Nintendo. ...is the WaveBird wireless GameCube controller. I just want to say that. Listen, it had 12 channels. Very nice. It was simple, easy, and it was awesome. It was. It was such a good controller. It was more comfy than the stock controllers. It was just like a little, it was a little bit bigger. It was. It was better. It was good. Yeah. And it had a little bit more weight to it so that it didn't, like, the main problem I had with the GameCube controllers is it always felt like when I was using them, that if I put any pressure yeah. from the outside on them, it was going to snap in half. Yeah, because the GameCubes really had like had like that bridge that kind of went between each side, right? Like the like the the stock GameCube controller. I see what you mean. Because you know, if I'm sitting there and I'm playing, you know, if I'm playing Mario Kart or Metroid Prime, and I'm having to make lots of sudden movements with the joysticks. I'm putting twisting force on the controller, and I'm always afraid I'm going to snap it in half. With the WaveBird, because yeah, it was heavier batteries. and it had that section in the middle mm-hmm. that gave it a little bit more structure for the batteries, it didn't have that problem. Yeah. I also think that it's absolutely hysterical that GameCube controllers are still, like, the standard for playing Super Smash Bros. <laughs> like, it has transcended <laughs> these generations. I'm, like, think about it. The GameCube came out in like what 04 or something like that. We've had the Wii, the Wii U, and now the Switch. The Switch, like the new Switch or Switch Pro, whatever it's called. Um, you know, if you want to consider that. But like, think of all those generations that it's gapped, and still people are like, "We're gonna make GameCube controllers that adapt to the Switch because that's just the best way to play." Like, that's a that's amazing, really cool. That's with like you have the Switch Pro controller which I actually like, but the Switch, but no, most people, even though you have the Switch Pro controller, most people would rather play with the GameCube controller, and I think that is a testament to some of the better elements of the GameCube controller design. I think they've got, like, the GameCube controllers with the gyroscopic features now. I think that, to me, I I prefer that over the, the Pro controller. The Pro controller, it just feels like an Xbox controller, and... I don't have anything against mm-hmm. it other than, like, I just don't want to feel like I'm using an Xbox controller when I'm playing a Nintendo game. But you want That's a mental fair. differentiation yeah. in the shapes. 
the square should go in the square hole, not the <laughs> round hole. Although it could. It could. That's QA. <laughs> Where does the crescent shape go? That's right. Have you in guys the seen round that? Man, hole. that video is hilarious. So I yes. love that video so much. <laughs> like the the growing distress on that <laughs> At poor first woman's she's like, face. Yeah, yeah, you're doing it right. They do the square, then they do the rectangle, and she's like, well, yeah, yep, that works too. And then the circle, and she's like, oh, oh. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Not oh, no. as intended. <laughs> awesome, guys. Well, I think that we are. I have one more peripheral. Have my favorite I, one. We have another no, you peripheral. Don't. Just one. My favorite one of all time is my left-handed mouse <laughs> with a three by three keypad. We have we have gone podcast full have circle. <laughs> this is what I don't hold on. This is what I don't get about your left-handed mouse. Tell me more. I think that that you should use. I just think it's funny that. That you should use eight, four, five, six for your movement keys, and then you've got all those other keys around you. You can use the the zero for jump. And have my hand look like this. I think that's what you should look do. Like a, like a gang sign. <laughs> Better than like this. Nah, it's good for my uh, gymnastics. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying like the mental gymnastics. I think if I was going to my gymnastics. If I was. Then you could do like enter is your crouch, maybe, or sprint, maybe like uh, the decimal is your crouch. I just, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot there. I feel like you're overthinking this. <laughs> I am overthinking it. You know what? I want to try, Ned, maybe you've tried one of these. It's a peripheral. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's a peripheral. Do you hate yourself yet? I hate, I do it, yeah, for about 27 years now. Um, oh. I have seen this like one-handed gaming keyboard thing <laughs> and it actually has oh, Lord. like it has a um I've seen yeah, it is a monster bonkers, that's the best way to describe yonkers. it it has a a joystick on the thumb and it's just got like 30 buttons that you can just use all with one hand one on each knuckle for have each you finger that? you know what we're talking about i i have seen those and um I have known people who play MMOs with those, and um, it's intense. Yeah, that's uh, that's a little more than I would like. I thought I was insane when I had a a, a Razer Naga with eighteen keys <laughs> on the side for MMOs, but oh, okay, I remember that. Literally just raking your thumb down the side, oh, wow. just to I activate have, everything. I have this one all at once. Um, in my, it's in one of my uh, wish lists on Amazon. It doesn't actually have the uh, the joystick because I don't know what you would do with the joystick. The ones that have a joystick on them, it's very weird. Have you ever flown a uh, airplane? Uh, not in this lifetime. Uh, same. <laughs> Wait, no, I have. All right, well. We're going to pass it off to anybody who ventures this deep into the podcast hole. Send us your favorite peripheral at crossforgegaming no, 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 at gmail.com no, no, no. or on Twitter. Oh, no, 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 no. We have a new mail address for the Crossforge Gaming, remember? <gasps> oh, my God. Becky, look at that butt. It is podcast at crossforgegaming.com. Oh, indeed. Level up. Did we really level up, though? 
real quick. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, We're having your own email yeah. domain. Having your own email domain is a, a big level up. It's one more step towards professionalism. Hey, speaking of which, hey Jota, what are we gonna get the? What do we? Uh, what do we? What do we? What do we get those? Get files? Those vows? The files. Your vows? Oh, the files. Bro, you're already married. The the the. the, the... Oh, I can't believe this. So send us an email at podcast at crossforgegaming dot com. And join. Feel free. Or you can submit it via Twitter, Facebook group, or Discord. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, just leave it in the comments. Oh, we will find you. Do we we will answer you. Eventually. YouTube? I think so. Yeah, there's a button now. There's a button now that lets us auto-export oh, to uh, wow. YouTube. It's pretty great. Indeed. Grand old time, I dare say. Well, folks, we've made it past an hour. Do you think it's Have it? We? Yeah. Whoops. Are, are we done? done? Yeah. Uh, I can say all the cuss words now. No, not yet. Hold on. No, I think we covered a lot of things. I was going to mention what my least favorite peripheral of all time was, but eh, we're already past that. B-roll! B-roll! We're still recording, right? You still okay. recording? Yeah, I'm still recording. So, my least favorite peripheral of all time. Uh, I'm trying to remember the exact name of it. It was a controller made by oh, Mad Cat. Yeah, Say Mad no Cat. more. Yeah, we got you. <laughs> oh man, how did we go the whole podcast not talking about Mad Cats? I think it was Imagine. too obvious. So, so, Mad Cats used to make this controller for the N64. You know, N64 had that weird three-pronged controller with the Z button and the single analog stick. Well, Mad Cats had the brilliant idea, what if we cut the two outside prongs off and just leave it as like this round disc with this single prong out the middle that has the analog stick on it and the Z button? I need a picture. Yeah, that... Send me a selfie <laughs> Hold with on. a Mad Cat's controller. Yeah.